Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is October 10th, and our reading comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Beginning in verse 12, Paul gives this simple challenge to the church. He says, we pleaded with you, we encouraged you, we urged you to live your lives in a way that God would consider worthy, for he called you to share in his kingdom and in his glory. So here's a good question. What does it mean to live in a way that is worthy, worthy of his kingdom, worthy of all that he has done. Well, let me illustrate it this way. You know, I've got three kids, two adults and one high schooler. And so they've been living in my house for anywhere from 21 to 14 years, a long time, right? And I would say to them, I expect at this point for you to live in a way that is worthy, a way that reflects the home and all the benefits of living in this home. So your life should reflect to the world that you're grateful to be my kids, to live in my house, and to enjoy all the benefits of our family. Well, that's exactly what Paul is challenging the church to do, that we would live in such a way that our lifestyle, everything about the way we think, the way we relate, the way we make decisions, our priorities, what our life revolves around, all everything about our life, that it would reflect to our world that we are the children of God. We are a part of His house. We are grateful for all that He has done for us, all that He has made available to us. And now we want to live our life to reflect the glory of our Father. We want to live our life to reflect our gratitude for all that He has done for us. We want to live in such a way that people can see that his house, his family, his spirit has produced transformation and maturity in us. We are growing up to look more and more like our father as we mature. So that's what it means to live a life worthy of our heavenly father. Our life should reflect who Jesus is. We are the children of God, and we're growing up to look more and more like Jesus. I love where in Romans chapter 8, verse 29, the Bible says we are predestined to be conformed into the image of His very Son. God wants us to grow up to look like His children. God wants us to grow up so that when people see us, they see Jesus. They see our Father. That's what it means to live a life that is worthy. Now watch what he says, beginning in verse 13. He says, therefore, we never stop thanking God that when you received his message from us, you didn't think of our words as mere human ideas. You accepted what we said as the very word of God, which of course it is. And this word continues to work in you who believe. Now that might not mean much to you, but as a pastor 
who works real hard to preach a great message or to put together these podcasts every day, man, I understand exactly what Paul is saying there. Here's what he's saying. I'm pouring out my heart. I'm trying to help you to understand the Word of God. I'm trying to help you to understand how to walk with God. And I'm so encouraged because when I did that, you opened your heart and you received my message. You received my Word. You received my instruction. And now I see it changing your life. And I'm so grateful. I'm praying for you. I just love that. And I want to say to all of you who are listening today, man, I am so grateful for you. And I'm so proud of you that you're opening your heart and listening to this podcast, allowing the Word of God to penetrate your heart and really take root there. You're you're embracing it as if it is the Word of God, of course, It is. We're going straight through the scripture, right? And as you're embracing the word of God, Christ is being formed in you. You're taking another step every day in your spiritual journey. You are maturing and growing in your faith, which, by the way, it's so important to understand that takes time. You know, any relationship, even if you do all the right things, it takes time for that relationship to mature. You know, this year, Tina and I will celebrate 26 years. And and over the last 26 years, I've been working hard, doing all that I know to try to be a great husband and, and to do what I can to love and to serve my wife, although imperfectly, but I'm trying to grow. And, you know, I've been working at it for a, a lot of years and reading and learning and and uh, surrounding my, myself with people that are further along in the journey so that I can learn from them. However, even if I do all of that stuff perfectly, At the end of the day, it takes years for a marriage to mature, right? It just takes time. And that's true in your relationship with Jesus. So don't be discouraged. I'm so proud of you that every day you're opening your heart, you're receiving the word, you're meditating on this word, you're praying into what we're talking about. And over time, God is leading you into a deeper, stronger relationship, a relationship really driven by love and gratitude and presence. And uh, I'm just so proud of you and your open heart to the gospel and my message. Verse 14, he says, Then, dear brothers and sisters, you suffered persecution from your own countrymen. And in this way, you imitated the believers in God's churches in Judea, who because of their belief in Christ Jesus, they suffer from their own people, the Jews. He goes on to say, For some Jews, they killed the prophets, and they even killed the Lord Jesus. And now they are persecuting us. He reminds me of what Jesus said in John chapter 15. Before leaving, he just told everybody, the world hated me, and they're going to hate you. And he says, if you were of the world, they would love and accept you. But because you're not of the world, because you're my children, because you're living for my kingdom, because you're citizens of heaven, not citizens of this world, the world is going to hate you just like they hate me. The world put Jesus on the cross, and sometimes they put us on the cross. And Paul is just encouraging them to say, hey, this is normal. This was true for Jesus. It was true for the apostles. And sometimes it's true for us. Sometimes we suffer for our faith. And here's why that's so important, because in American culture in particular, it's so easy for us when we suffer to assume we must be doing something spiritually wrong or we've fallen out of favor with God or maybe God is punishing us. When the truth is, often if we walk with God, it may lead us into some type of suffering. Now, Even in the face of our suffering, there's a blessing 
of being close to Jesus, feeling his presence, his life growing and working in me. So I can be blessed while I suffer. But often as I follow Jesus, I'm following him into suffering. I'll be going to Thailand to work with a group of international pastors soon. And these guys are from countries around the world that are being persecuted for their faith, where it's illegal to preach Jesus. So they're doing what's right. They're preaching Jesus. They're building the church. They're baptizing people, right? They're doing all these good things, but because of the good things they're doing, it's causing them to experience tremendous persecution. And many of them every year lose their life for preaching Jesus. And I just think it's important for us to understand if we follow Jesus, then sometimes it means we suffer. And that doesn't mean we're doing something wrong. could mean we're doing something right. Now, let me read this last thing, beginning in verse 17. Dear brothers and sisters, after we were separated from you for a little while, though our hearts never left you, we tried very hard to come back because of our intense longing to see you. We wanted very much to come to you. And I, Paul, tried again and again, but Satan prevented us. After all, what gives us hope and joy? What will be our proud, rewarding crowd as we stand before the Lord Jesus when he returns? It is you. Yes, you are pride and joy. I just love what Paul says here. He's saying, man, you believers... Because you opened your heart, you've received Jesus, you've received this message, you're growing your faith, you're living it out, even though you're suffering for doing it. He says, you guys are my pride and joy. You guys are my trophy. And when I think about church, one of the things that I love about a Sunday morning is standing in the foyer and watching people come in and out of church and knowing, knowing their story knowing where they've come from, knowing what God's doing in their life, seeing the transformation. You are my pride and joy. You are the trophy of grace. You are the evidence of the reality and the power of the gospel. And I am so proud of all of you. Hey, let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much for this encouraging word. And God, I pray for all of us that we would live in a way that is worthy of the gospel. We are your children. We're a part of your kingdom, your family. God, we want our lives to reflect that in our world. So fill us with gratitude. Fill us with joy. Fill us with love. God, give us faith and courage to persevere in the midst of our struggle. God, I thank you for this encouragement to know that sometimes even when we're following you and doing all the right things, God, we struggle and life is hard. And sometimes we're even persecuted. And I pray that in the face of all that, we'd be faithful to you. We live for your kingdom, not our comfort. And God, I'm just so grateful for everybody that's listening today. They're, they connect every day, just opening their heart to the word. God, I pray that this word would find good soil, that it would produce a great harvest of righteousness in their life, that they would continue to grow and mature and to walk with you. And God, that they would be patient with themselves, that they would enjoy the journey, that they would enjoy you. They wouldn't be so determined to get to the end, but God, that they would enjoy you along the way and allow that relationship to grow and mature in its time and at your pace. And God, I'm so grateful for all that you're producing in them. Lord, thank you for promising to finish this work. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for being with me today. I hope that encourages you. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.